Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. The it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> But it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. And there's a classic for every craving. Mix and match two for just $3.50. Like a McChicken, a McDouble, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Nine. T-minus eight seconds. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition and liftoff. Welcome back to the Space News Podcast and Happy New Year, all of you space cadets out there. I want to say thank you for all of the support that we've had over the last 80-ish episodes of this podcast. I do them daily, and the best way that you can support this podcast is by listening to every single episode. That's the way to do it. That's the best way. Another way that really helps is if you give us iTunes ratings. That is really important. So we've got some five stars on there. Um, mostly five stars. We have 4.5, I think we are right now, is what the rating is. So we're doing really good, guys. So thank you so much for all of your support. So continue listening to this. And that's the best way to do it. You know, and you know what else happened on New Year's Day? New Horizons has explored Ultima Thule. And this is a big deal because this is the first spacecraft to target something this distant, to target something. So we have New Horizons at Ultima and we have other spacecraft that have gone past Ultima's area. Um, Voyager 1, Voyager 2, they're, they're past it, but they have not targeted something this far away. So Ultima has made history on the first day of this new year of 2019. And it's ushering in a new era of exploration in the Kuiper Belt. It's so the Kuiper Belt, a, it's a primordial region and it holds the keys to understanding the beginnings, the origins of our own solar system. Signals that were sent back to Earth from this craft have shown that the spacecraft is healthy and filled its digital recorders with science data on this object. And it's reached the Mission Operations Center at Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Laboratory, APL, today at 10.29 a.m. Eastern. That's about 10 hours after New Horizons' closest approach to the object. So there's a huge team working on this project. And one of the team members is Alan Stern. He's the principal investigator in the Southwest Research Institute in Boulder, Colorado. And he said New Horizons performed his plan today, conducting the furthest exploration of any world in history, four billion miles from the sun. The data we have look fantastic, and we're already learning about Ultima from up close. From here out, the data will just get better 
and better. Images taken from the spacecraft's approach, which brought New Horizons to within 2,200 miles of Altima at 12.33 a.m. Eastern, revealed that the Kuiper Belt object may have a shape similar to a bowling pin, spinning end and end with dimensions of approximately 20 by 10 miles. Another possibility is that Altima could be two objects orbiting each other. Flyby data have already solved one of Ultima's mysteries, showing that the Kuiper Belt object is spinning like a propeller with the axis pointing approximately toward New Horizons. And this explains why in earlier images taken before Ultima was resolved, its brightness didn't appear to vary as it rotated. The team has still not determined the rotation period, though. This is a NASA project, and NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstein said congratulations to NASA's New Horizons team. John Hopkins Applied Physics Laboratory and the Southwest Research Institute for making history yet again. In addition to being the first to explore Pluto, today New Horizons flew by the most distant object ever visited by a spacecraft and became the first to directly explore an object that holds remnants from the birth of our solar system. This is what leadership in space exploration is all about. That's what Jim said. And this team was super excited because once the data started to come back, the science data started coming back on its initial run to Earth, the mission team members and leadership were super pumped in the excitement of the first exploration of this distant region of space. This is the first. This is the first time this has ever been done. So they're part of a team that's explored something that's never been explored before. And the New Horizons spacecraft will continue downloading images and other data in the days and months to come, completing the return of all science data over the next 20 months. When New Horizons launched in January of 20 or 2006, 20, 2006? Wow, that's a long time ago. George W. Bush was in the White House. Twitter just been launched. Time Magazine's Person of the Year was you, all the World Wide Web users. And nine years into the journey, spacecraft began its exploration of the Kuiper Belt with a flyby of Pluto and its moons. And almost 13 years after launch, this little spacecraft will continue its exploration of the Kuiper Belt until at least 2021. Team members plan to propose more objects in the future, more little worlds for this small spacecraft to explore in the future. So the New Horizons spacecraft is on a one-way journey beyond the Kuiper Belt. And unlike missions that return to Earth, New Horizons just sends data back using a radio transmitter and its 83-inch radio antenna. It receives commands over the link as well and returns both science data and information on the spacecraft's temperature and power through this 83-inch diameter radio antenna. That's a pretty big antenna. 83 inches is quite large. And all of the signals and the commands that are sent to New Horizons must pass a rigorous development and review process to ensure that they are safe for the spacecraft. The science team works closely with the instrument mission operations and spacecraft teams to develop the commands that trigger New Horizons scientific activities. So this is how they're going to ping the spacecraft to do other things. So right now it's around Ultima Thule. And when it has a new destination, it's going to shoot a signal from the Earth, from the command center 
all the way up to this 83 inch antenna. And it'll transport that data into the spacecraft itself, run the program, and then it'll send it on its way. And after the command sequences are tested on the ground, uh, they'll be sent to New Horizons Mission Operations Center at Johns Hopkins University, APL, in Maryland. And that's when they send it up, once it's all good. And they send it up through NASA's Deep Space Network, which is operated and managed by the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, California. So New Horizons did a flyby of Jupiter in 2007, and it sent data back to Earth at about 38 kilobits per second. That's kbps, which is slower than the transmission speed was from acoustic computer modems, which operated over telephone lines. This is this is old school data transfer kind of style. The average downlink rate after New Horizons passed Pluto was approximately 2000 bits per second. And that's a rate the spacecraft achieved by downlinking with both of its transmitters through NASA's largest antennas. And even then, it took until late of 2016 to bring down all the encounter data stored on the spacecraft's um, recorders. So even though we get this data right now, we're getting this data. It's sending data um, from its instruments into the computer on the ship. And then that's got to be sent back to us, but it's going to take a while to get back to us from way out there. And when I say way out there, it's four billion with a B miles from the sun. So that makes it the most distant planetary object flyby in history. And that's a really far distance to send anything anywhere, but we're sending signals back to Earth. They have to send it from the spacecraft back to antennas on Earth and make sure that everything gets there properly. This is absolutely astounding engineering. So it's out there now. It's flying around Ultima right now. It's doing its thing. It's collecting data. And soon, very soon, we're going to have some really good higher resolution pictures. And I'll make sure to share those with you guys on social media. So make sure to go to spacenewspodcast.com. And I want to say thank you to everybody who's listened to this podcast ever. You're absolutely amazing. The best way to support this podcast is to continue listening to the podcast and also giving us ratings on iTunes and on Stitcher, on Google um, Podcasts, and also on, um, what do we got here? Spotify, too. So thank you so much, everybody. Have a good day. I will see you soon. For the Space News Podcast, my name is Will. Want to tell your employees or clients how much you appreciate them? Stand out from the competition with the best gift ever. Minky Couture Luxury Blankets are the best gift ever for appreciation and recognition to say thank you every day of the year for a job well done. For every member of your team, share your warmth. Show them you care. With Minky Couture Luxury Blankets, the best gift ever. Shop now at softminkyblankets.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.